everybody. This is John with Ubaldi Reports. With me is my co-host, Joe Bitts. For those who are listening for the very first time, I just thought I'd let you get to know who Joe and myself are. Both of us served in the Marines. We're both enlisted. I served 30 years in the Marine Corps with three combat tours to both Iraq and Afghanistan. Joe served 10 years in the Marines. And unfortunately, he was wounded in Iraq by when he stepped on an IED. So I'm glad that Joe's all right and he's fully functional and he's with us today. And he's always been a great co-host. He asks questions that sometimes I don't think about. Because he sees things from a different perspective, and so it's always great to have him as a co-host. But before we get started with Joe, i just like to let our listeners know we're being this podcast, and for about a week, has been placed on the Heroes Media Group. It's a veteran-owned business. They placed our this podcast, Ubaldi Reports, on this their platform with about 30 other podcasts who are either military or first responders of some kind of police fire. So it's a great opportunity for those who are listening from Heroes Media Group. We appreciate you listening to this podcast. So, Joe... How's it going? It's going great, John. So we are, like John was talking about, we just want to welcome the listeners from the Heroes Media Group. We really appreciate input as well. But going into the, the president just signed a, a recent executive order about they, if you're a military member, you can now get the transgender surgery. Correct. And I'm really indifferent about that because... Okay, I'm very really opinionated on that subject because, on one hand, I don't think it's that's the place to get something like that done. I understand that maybe sometimes people feel out of their out of their skin or out of their body, and that they should do what they want. I totally support that, and if that is something that they choose to do, I'm okay. Yeah, go team. But I, I just you having the government pay for that. It's just opening up a floodgate of maybe you know you're just it's just something I think needs to be taken care of on a different level. Here's an interesting take. It's going into it whether it's right or wrong to have transgender surgery done completed by the Department of Defense. Yeah. My thing is, I was interviewed on All Marine Radio, and okay. the host was a gentleman named Mike McNamara. He was a major, retired. I served with him as his operations chief when I was in the Marines back in 2012. We discussed this, but what we did is we took a different approach. We didn't discuss the right or wrong mm-hmm. of transgender surgery. We looked at it from a cost-effectiveness and a practicality. And what we mean by that is, when you get, if you're in the military, you get to go to DOD. Go for it. Sneeze, John. Sneeze. Go. Don't hold it in. Come. But we get to, when you're in the military, I was in the Marines. Joe was in the Marines. Yeah. We get to go to the base hospital. The base hospital can provide most surgeries. I had my shoulder, which was dislocated. I had my shoulder surgery there. The base hospital is not set up for transgender surgery. They're not set up for a lot of things. But let's just go with that. They're not set up for that type of surgery. So then you have to go to look at the VA hospitals. As Mm. far as I know, the VA hospitals aren't set up for that type. So you're really talking about a specialized type of surgery. So you have to go to a hospital out in town. Is there a hospital that's located near a base set up for that? Yeah. Okay, but here's the next point. But I got a good story about the VA hospital after you're done. Okay, so then when I was in the, on active duty and I deployed, people need to understand when you deploy overseas, mm-hmm. you have to be physically fit for duty. Yeah. Now, I don't know what all goes into transgender surgery, 
I don't know if you need to get like a hormone or you have to do certain things beforehand. Mm. Now, when you're in the military, I dislocated my shoulder. Yeah. After 30 days, you can only be on light duty for, I think it's 30 days. Yeah. Then after that, you they put you on a medical... It's like convalescently... A medical hold of some sort. Okay. And then after that period, then you get reevaluated by medical doctors to see if you're able to still continue in the military. And if you're unable to, then they process you out for a medical discharge that you were medically hurt while in the military mm -hmm. and you get the VA to cover whatever you got to cover. So what do you do if Joe Bitts and John Ubaldi are in the military and Joe Bitts needs, wants to have transgender surgery and we're getting ready to deploy? Mm -hmm. They could say someone can take his place. So you go into a combat zone and somebody's taking his place because he's getting transgender surgery. Is the military the place to have this happen? And I'm going to say no, but on several things, because I've had surgeries while I was in the military. I've had surgeries while I was with the VA, and I would think either on base or off base or whatever the case is the one, maybe the one organization you do not want you to do your transgender surgery is one, the military hospital, and two, the VA. And kind of going back a little bit, we have some friends through the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation, and he had a beautiful baby girl. And we're like, hey, congratulations. He's like, yeah, that one wasn't expected. And we're like, okay, what's up? And he goes, he went to go get a vasectomy through the VA. So he goes to get a vasectomy, and guess what? Nine months later or so, there's a baby. Well, but, but even if the VA could do it and it's they do let's say they do the great work and all that stuff what is the procedure to set up so if you got to if there's certain thing and this is one thing we probably have to look at if you're going to have a, a sex change or transgender surgery yeah what procedures goes into that at some point you're going to be on light duty so if you're on light duty that means you can't deploy so when we as a reservist let's say for the reserves you're either full duty or no duty there's no halfway. That's for the reserves. Yeah. On active duty, you can be on light duty for a couple of days or a week. But once you're across 30 days of light duty, then you put on a medical, like a hold of some sort. Yeah. Like when I had my shoulder surgery, I was light duty. Then mine was a little different. I just went through the, the Marine Corps process and we didn't really quite do it because I was on light duty for eight months. Oh, wow. But that I found out later you can't do that. Yeah. What they should have done. Once I had my surgery, I was on light duty for 30 days. Anything after that, I would have been placed on a medical hold. Then once I was, my shoulder was better, then I go through medical doctors to say, can you stay, can you function while, can you function in the military with the injury that you had or the recovery from the injury that you did recover from? And then you go either two ways, either they're going to process you out on a medical discharged because you were hurt, you're no longer able to perform at the, the level that the military needs you to perform at, or you've, you're cleared, you move on. And there's a lot of Marines, soldiers, sailors, and airmen who got hurt. They got fixed, recovered medically, and they're still able to function in the military. Now, what about the, there's rules and, or there's actually regulations or requirements for certain genders. I know that in the Marine Corps, it's like that. I'm, I'm not sure about the other military services, but there's a certain level that you have to maintain, whether you're a female or a male. So you doing that surgery, if you're going from female to male, you got quite a hill to climb. 
versus the other way, if you're going male to female, it might be a little bit easier for you. There's a lot of things that lawmakers want to look at it just cut and dry. Well, if a transgender, they should be able to serve. It's not as simple as that. It's really not. Like right now, there's a big debate going on when Joe Biden came in and he signed one of his executive orders that says those who identify as a female can now compete in female sports. So you have all of a sudden, okay, I'm male. I decide I'm a, I, I identify as a female. I should be able to compete with females. And you have that extra testosterone that females don't have. And that's why they're blowing through, not just barely winning these races, but they're blowing, they're destroying these female records. Yeah. And is it fair to females knowing they got to compete with someone who is biologically a, ma- a, a, bo- a male? And that's what I want to talk about, how maybe damaging it is that the government is changing their view. And I like to say this. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but we always used to be the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. And then all of a sudden, with this liberal way of thinking, it's the lead, it's the needs of the or it's the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the or the needs of the few. Yes. But it, I'm not so sure it's it's that way. But look what it's, we're doing. We're changing everything. We're changing bathrooms for probably less than one percent of this but, country. But see, the whole thing is that we're changing something that is a huge complex issue. Hmm. When you take a biological male to be able to compete with a female, they still have the testosterone that females don't have or at the level they don't have. So they're at an undue advantage. And just to say, I identify as a female and you get to compete with female sports. Do you see this infringing on women's rights? Yes, uh, I do. Because we're so focused on these transgender persons that we're actually just taking the female, we're just taking women, and we're just pushing them aside. Like, you don't matter anymore because if Joe wants to identify as a woman, I can participate in any event or any sports I want, and I can just push you to the side and there is a certain there's a certain level of different or um, there's a different level of performance when it comes to female to male so now that you're going to have a male take on the role of a female identify or transgender or i'm sorry transition transition it's just okay let's look at this way right now they're talking about males who identify as females can compete in female sports okay they're looking at right now so far is a male racing in cross country you know, track meets and they're blowing past the females. Okay, what happens if they universally accept that? What about sports where there's more of a physical confrontation or physical contact like basketball? It's physical. Or what about mixed martial arts? Does a female have, is she going to fight a male who believes that he, that identifies as a female fighting a female and that's i think that's the because a lot of sports a lot of sports are are physical basketball is you're going to get physical especially when you're down inside the 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 basket by what they call it in the paint i'm not a big basketball buff, yeah. but in the paint you're going to get rustling job and so now you're at a disadvantage when you're going up against somebody who identifies as a female when they're a male and okay, but also this has come up where there is a yeah there I believe that's yours. Go ahead. But let's see one two three going back. 
we have this transition. Okay, so we have a female wrestler who is wants to transition to a male, and she's taking all these all this testosterone, and she's significantly she's significantly better than all the other kid or all the other boys on the wrestling team because she has that extra boost of testosterone, and she's you know she's just leveling these kids. So we're getting it a little bit on that end, but I think as the older they get, there is a significant, there's a difference between female performance and male performance. And then, but like I said, a male going over to a female will dominate. Female going to a male, it's... Oh, but when you said earlier, the rights of females, yeah. what if you're a, a female, and this has happened, Connecticut, I think Idaho was another one, where females lost their state champion, their state race in track and field to a male who identifies a female. So now they've lost the college potential college scholarships. Yeah. They lost opportunities for a lot of things to advance and whatever they did because they were unduly competing against a male. Now, what That's about- why we separate the sports. We don't have because, okay, if everybody believes in equality, let's just go with that. If this is everybody's equal, then there should be no separation in sports. That mm-hmm. means a female, if you want to play basketball you're going to compete with the men everybody is equal we don't do that it does it's like mixed martial arts those who watch ufc we're not going to have a female fight a male it's just not going to happen and then also okay we have the women's soccer team if i can identify if men can identify as women and they don't make the men's soccer team guess what they're just going to push out a bunch of talented women because decided to identify as a woman. And the same thing with you no know, sports. There are a lot of seeing basketball players pick up from the United States and either go to Korea or China to play basketball for them because that's where the money is. I don't think it is above anybody in any sport to say, okay, I'll just transition to a female and be dominant in but, okay, that sport. But, but even with that, do you have a lot of basketball players who maybe are, they were in the NBA for whatever reason, their talent took them as far as they can go, mm-hmm. but they still want to play professionally. So they go play in Europe. They go play in China. They go play. I know a, a person I went to school with in, in high school. He played basketball in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. He played basketball in Israel. The, to me, is it the same caliber of talent in the NBA? Probably not, but it's still a professional league, so they played there. What do you do when you're a female and now you're competing against a biological male who just identifies as a female? Yeah. You're at a, You're basically going to destroy women's sports. Yeah, and it's because there's also the fact that even if the only way they would be able to compete against a male that has transitioned or a male that has identified is the simple fact is that they have to enhance themselves, which is illegal in that part. I believe there's a few states that are Arizona was one, Mississippi, the other was that saying, Hey, it's, you cannot, you have to play the sport. You are biologically born to born born a male. You're playing in a male sport. Yes. If you're a female, you're playing in the female sports. But like right up the road, Orlando's nope. You can play whatever sport you want to identify as. It's just, we got to get, there's got to be some kind of a happy medium. And it just, fairness is fairness. They all about equality, except in this. This is beyond fair. This is just not fair. 
going into, do you got anything to talk about? No, I think we've hit a lot of stuff. And the last stuff was going on, we've, in the previous podcast, we talked about stimulus, we talked about... So you did bring up a little bit, and maybe talk, start talking about infrastructure. I know that's like, we're, we're actually doing a hard, we're going from trans transgender to infrastructure, right. but let's go for it. Well, actually, maybe let's break it down first. What is infrastructure? Infrastructure is maintaining bridge, roads, highways. Okay. It's also now that we're in the electronic era to expand internet access, not only just into our urban core, but also to the rural communities, also to the low-income communities. It's just everything about that. The problem with that is every year, every Congress, they want to pass infrastructure. Every president comes in, they want to pass infrastructure spending. Now, in the last recession, 2009, Barack Obama stated, we're going to do a stimulus spending, and it's we're going to do infrastructure spending. We have all these shovel-ready jobs. Yeah. Four years later, when he was campaigning for president, he jokingly said they really weren't shovel-ready. The problem is when they, if you go back in history, when they built the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Yeah. From the time they moved the first shovel of dirt, yes, it took just four years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Today, you couldn't get a permit in four years. You've got you got to get the, through the permitting process. You got the environmental protect environmental impact statements, you, surveys. You got to do all these things. It takes years to get through. So if they're going to spend, let's say, a trillion dollars, and I'm not saying that's it, but they're yeah. going to want to spend up into that amount. If you spend a trillion dollars, how much of it goes to actual infrastructure spending? The last one they did ten years ago. Very little went to infrastructure spending. It went to all the politicians. It went to all the interest groups. Nothing got into the workers' hands. Yeah, and there's constant construction going on as of like right now since we've gotten here in 2006 on I-4. That thing is never, ever going to get done. A lot of this, if you see the infrastructure projects here in the local area, a friend of mine who works for a construction engineering company, he said because of the stimulus, the governor of Florida just said, okay, things that were slated for, let's say, two years from now have been moved up. That's why you're seeing a lot more because he works for a company. He owns a company that they need his equipment. He makes a lot of these equipment for these these infrastructure projects. And he said that because of COVID and they got these infrastructure spending, they wanted to create jobs. Yeah. So what they did, some because they project when they're going to build certain things or repair certain things. So what they did is they just moved everything up exponentially to keep jobs going. But does infrastructure maybe cost more than what okay does does infrastructure cost the taxpayer more than what it really does i remember there's okay so here in tampa we have two uh, we have 275 and we have and we have these little shields painted on the road indicating what what lanes you need to be in in order to stay on 275 what lanes you should go into or if you want to go to i4 and it was a ridiculous it was like almost fifty sixty thousand dollars just to paint something in the middle of the street and that seems a little that's the other problem it costs so much money and where does the money go like an example when they had the Loma Prieta earthquake, and I keep always referencing California, and it's mm-hmm. no different around the country, but when they did the Loma Prieta earthquake in 89, a part of the span of the Bay Bridge collapsed. Yeah. So they decided to do another span to the Bay Bridge. It originally cost $1.6 billion. 
It took about 15 years to complete, and it ended up being $6.5 billion. So that's when government gets involved, it just spends to, no, to oblivion. Now, when Eisenhower did the infrastructure spending on the interstate highway system, what he did is he did a public-private partnership, and the, the private sector did most of the work. The government just did maybe some of its funding, but the private sector did, got the contract, and they ran with it. But we don't do that today, and it's just all I see is it's going to be one big boondoggle, and we're going to spend a trillion dollars, and then five years later, we're not going to see much of it. They'll show examples, this was fixed by this, or we got this. But in the, in the grand scheme, it's just going to waste. Yeah, and other countries seem to have their stuff together when it comes to their infrastructure, especially, like you said, four years to build a Golden Gate Bridge. There was uh, and I was maybe three days to reinforce a tunnel in Germany. Or Those countries, like in Europe, they have a, they have a stronger – our institutions, all I do is getting bigger and bigger. I was talking to this general friend of mine who lives in Texas – when they had the freeze and the problems with their energy or utilities in Texas, he says, we need to raise taxes so we can win. And I go, so that's not the problem. The problem is government becomes larger and larger, spends more and more money, and becomes less effective. An example in California, they were told for years that their employment development department was out of whack. This is the department that pays unemployment claims. Yeah. When the pandemic, they were told eight months prior that if something happened and there's a run in unemployment, people are going to go, well, they had a run and California just wasted. And this is a lot. Some of it's federal money because the federal government helped California out. $31 billion was wasted fraudulently. So people were supposedly got their unemployment claim never did are now going to have to pay taxes on that because through the IRS unemployment insurance. So they're going to have to pay taxes on unemployment. They did not, they never got. Okay. Oh man. And remember some of that money is federal taxpayer money. Yeah. And I think Florida had the same problem with their unemployment. They had a problem, but they got it fixed and it was more on the federal side than the state side. Yeah. But also let's go to another federal level of when the affordable care act came out and, they set up that website, and that thing was uh, boom goggle. As an example, is there was a book called America's Bitter Pill, written by Stephen Brill. He went through the whole process, and he was a supporter of the Affordable Care Act. But what he did is from start to finish. When the, afford- the website collapsed, Google, who was, and I always mention this, Google... Yeah. Had sent, who was great supporters of the president Obama, sent their best web developers over to see if they could help out. Mm-hmm. So they go into the room or building or wherever they were, and I don't know how many developers. Let's say there was just ten. There are ten best web developers. Hey, can you go help these guys fix this Affordable Care Act? All right, no problem. Yeah. So Jim, job. Let's go. Let's go over and take a look. Yeah. So they go over there and they look and they're like. You guys did what? You guys didn't do what? They literally said, they threw their hands up and said, get me out of here. Don't put my name to that. Yeah. That's government. They waste money. Like, we both came from the Department of Defense. Take the VA. 
How effective is the Veterans Affairs health system? I don't have anything negative to say about them. Well, I, I, I do understand that there's probably uh, thousands of horror stories, but I just I cannot speak on a personal level. Only what I've heard. Well, for me, I can speak. Okay, I had my appendix taken out by the VA. Uh-huh. I got good care. Yeah. But then when I wanted to set up to get a checkpoint, a check, uh, checkup, I was on the phone literally for five hours mm-hmm. just trying to get somebody. So I called back the original person. He says, just hang up and try again. Well, so I did that and yeah. I got through. But it's just. It's actually, it's what kind of inspired our website. Exactly. com, which helps veterans who normally take VA. If the VA can't see you, we got doctors that can. So I mean, that's a little. Right but I mean, it's the government needs, and I've always said this. There needs to be a 21st century overhaul of the federal government. Now it goes state and local, but at least for the federal government. It's still stuck in a 19th century, 20th century model. Okay, when you get hired, you go through USA Jobs. You get the best employee who's available at the time. You don't get the best worker. So there's a lot of things that need to change. You get companies who know how to get through the minutia of government contracting, and you get individuals who know how to get through the minutia of government contracting as well but do you get the best worker do you get the best company you get somebody who can knows how to do the system so john why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find us first you can find us at ubaldi reports at gmail.com that's ubaldi reports at gmail.com you can go to instagram twitter and facebook type in ubaldi reports or you can go to ubaldi reports group and check us out now also like i said at the top of this podcast We've been placed on the Heroes Media Group platform. So those who are listening from the Heroes Media Group, we are very appreciate your, your listening to this podcast and hopefully you keep continuing to listen. And Heroes Media Group is owned by a veteran. So it's always great to be supported, support other veterans and now they support us. Now, Joe, tell, oh, one more other thing before I forget and turn this over to Joe. Come April, the first part of April, we're going to do a soft launch because we're going to live stream this podcast on as we do a vlog. And then around the 8th of April, we're going to do a launch of our live streaming program. You get to check us out and hopefully you get to see who we are and what we're about and what we're trying to accomplish. Now, Joe, why don't you tell us one more thing we're going to be doing in April? In April, we're going to be starting a Patreon. We're going to set up two tiers, one very low, a dollar per show, or you can sign up for four bucks a month to get four uncensored podcast called Ubaldi Reports Declassified, where you're going to hear John and I really kind of let it out and let you know what we really think and feel about what's going on in our country, good or bad, and just maybe look at the spectacles or what kind of chaotic stuff is going on. So that will be coming out shortly. So keep an eye out for that. And everybody have a good day. Yeah, keep listening to Ubaldi Reports. Until next time, at Ubaldi Reports.